Hello, and thanks for joining us here at Cathedral of Faith Church for our podcast. We pray that you're inspired by the message. Be sure to subscribe to hear new messages weekly. We appreciate your support. Enjoy the message. Hallelujah, somebody. I'm going to trust him, somebody. Hallelujah. Glory, glory. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, I feel the Holy Spirit in this house today. And wherever you're viewing us, he's right there. He's right there. He's right there. He's right there. Spirit of the Lord is in the house. Let us pray, our Father and our God. We thank you that despite all that's happening in the world today, that you have given us the strength. You've given us the wisdom. You've given us the determination to trust you as never before. Speak to our hearts as only you can. In Jesus' name, amen. While you're yet standing, the word of the Lord from 2 Kings, the 18th chapter, verses 13 and following. And in the 14th year of King Hezekiah, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, came up against all the fortified cities of Judah and took them. Then Hezekiah, king of Judah, sent to the king of Assyria at Lachish, saying, I've done wrong. Turn away from me. Whatever you impose on me, I will pay. And the king of Assyria assessed Hezekiah, king of Judah, 300 talents, rather 300 talents of silver and 30 talents of gold. So Hezekiah gave him all the silver that was found in the house of the Lord and in the treasures of the king's house. At that time, Hezekiah stripped the gold from the doors of the temple of the Lord and from the pillars which Hezekiah, king of Judah, had overlaid and gave it to the king of Assyria. I want to talk to you this afternoon from the thought, victory over the enemy. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Victory over the enemy. If you are determined to live for God, the battles of this life are many and will come unsolicited. From the day-to-day, new battles will confront each of us. Then on the other hand, if you don't live for God, you are already defeated. And the worst is yet to come. You only lose inside now and throughout eternity. And eternity is a long time to be on the wrong side. Although times have changed, there are some long-standing tactics that the enemy uses against God's people. We're here in the Old Testament, but there is a parallel between what happened then and what happens now. 
The lessons that we may learn from winning the victory in this Christian walk can be seen in this passage of Scripture. In fact, most of the 18th chapter and the 19th chapter is about this particular challenge. Here, my brothers and sisters, we see a situation here that King Hezekiah is totally distressed. If you go back to verse 7, he was on top. The Lord was with him. He prospered wherever he went. And he rebelled against the king of Assyria and did not serve him. Now, that was a different king. And he had only been in on the reign a few years. But now, 14 years later, a total different response. Sennacherib comes and he, he takes the city, the, 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 the Judean capital of, a, of a, the north and all of the people, Israel, into captivity. And now he's challenging the southern kingdom of Judah to take the people into captivity. And Hezekiah prays for mercy. He says, whatever you impose on me, I will pay. He says, whatever you want, I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you. Now, let me tell you something. You really can't make a deal with the devil because he will never keep his promise. So my first one is don't try to appease the enemy. Compromise is always a mistake. It was Hezekiah's big mistake. He wanted 300 talents of silver and 30 talents of gold. He went into the Lord's house, the temple, and cleaned it out. And then went to his own house and cleaned it out. Then he stripped the doors, the gold off the temple doors and gave him that. He gave him everything he could get his hands on trying to cool him down and appease him. You cannot compromise. You cannot appease the enemy because he all wants, always wants more than he asked for. The price is too high and your credit is not good enough. He wants what belongs to God. He wants your tithes and your offerings. Are you listening to me, church? He always wants more than he's asking for because he's deceitful. He wants you to think you're getting a discount. But when you start paying, the price goes up. He really wants more than what you have. He really wants you. I say he really wants us. He, 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 he really wants us. He wants to take the place of God. We've been studying from the book of Revelation sometime back, and the Antichrist has that spirit. He wants to take the place of God. He's the devil's man. And so in this particular passage of Scripture, Sennacherib wants to take the place of God. He's in the stripping business. He stripped the, the gold off the temple doors, but he wanted to strip God's people. He wants to strip you. 
He wants to strip you of your love. He wants to strip you of your praise. He wants to strip you of your joy. He wants to strip you of your testimony. Yes, he wants to take the place of God. He wants our worship. And so we can't make a deal with him that he'll keep. Let's go to point two. The enemy really wants you and me to surrender without a fight. There's always a mistake to render and don't fight. Give up and don't fight. You got to have some fight in you. Naturally speaking, when I was a kid, you had to have some fight in you. I always lived in a difficult neighborhood, and if you didn't fight, you got beat. Amen. You might get beat anyway. At least you put up a fight. Amen. I remember a few scars I got on my 13th birthday. <laughs> Head got split open, but at least I put up a fight. <laughs> Here in the 18th chapter, beginning at the 19th verse, we read, or really the 31st verse, we read this, these words. Do not listen to Hezekiah, but thus saith the king of Assyria, make peace with me by your presence and come out to me. And every one of you will eat your own vine, and every one from your own fig tree, and every one of you drank the waters of your own system until I come and take you away to a land like your own land, a land of grain and new wine, a land of bread and vineyards, a land of olives, groves, and honey, that you may live and not die. Sounds like a pretty good deal, doesn't it? Say, say, just don't, don't, don't put up a fight. Oh, man, you, 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 you're going to be all right. I'm going I'm to take care of you while you're here. And then a little while later, I'm going to take you to my place. See, now, now the, the enemy always wants you to be deceived. So he said, don't listen to Hezekiah. Don't listen to the pastor. Don't listen to the leader. Because he's going to tell you what to do, and, and, and that's not going to work out. See, the enemy does not want you to listen to the truth. He hates the truth. He knows that the truth will expose his tactics. Are you listening to me, church? That's why Jesus in John 8.32 said, You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. You never will overcome the enemy unless you know the truth of his tactics. He will never tell you that you have the authority over him. Jesus died and rose again so that we could have authority over the enemy. The first thing he did, he told his disciples, in my name you will cast out devils. How can you cast them out if you don't have the authority over them? You don't have the authority in and of yourself, but when you use the name of Jesus, somebody say there's power in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So, 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 Sennacherib offers them a false peace, a false peace. He says it's going to be all right. You're going to eat and drink and enjoy life, and then after a while, I'm coming for you. That's when it's going to all end, when he comes for you, when he takes you into bondage, 
takes you from where God wants you to be to where he wants you to be. Are you listening to me, church? The devil is so shrewd, he'll talk you out of your freedom. He'll talk you out of what God has done for you. He'll make you an offer that you can't refuse. Am I, listening? Am I talking good now? Am I telling the truth? If you give in to his lies, he has you right where he wants. He has you right where he wants you. Yes, he does. Amen. The spider is waiting. The flies flying around. He's free. The spider is very patient. And after a while, the fly gets a little too close. And you know what happened. He's in the web. He's in the web, and he thinks he can get out. He's still shaking and moving. It's like some folk in church. He's just shaking and moving. They don't, they don't know the devil got him in the web yet. And fly, fly don't know what's coming yet. And after a while, he gets a little tired and takes a nap. Next thing you know, he's dinner served. <laughs> yes, he's eating alive. Listen to me, church. The Lord is sending this message because in this time in which we live, we got to overcome the victory. We got to overcome the enemy. He, he's given us the victory, but you got to claim it. Look at somebody and say, I got to claim what's mine. I got to claim what God has done for me through his word. Hallelujah. His word will never change. Word will always give you the victory. I don't care what you're going through. The victory is in his word. If you give in to his lies, he has you where he wants you. If you give in to him, he'll push you further than you ever intended to go. And he'll keep you longer than you ever intended to stay. He says when you get to Babylon, when you get to Assyria, you'll be all right. No, you won't. Let's go back to the word. Here... Without the Lord in your life, defeat is inevitable. We look at the 33rd chapter, it says here, do not listen to Hezekiah, lest he persuade you, saying, the Lord will deliver us. Has any of the gods of the nations at all delivered its land from the hand of the king of Assyria? See now, now here's, here's the tactic here. He said, look around you now. You talking about the Lord gonna deliver you, and then he he points out all the nations that have been defeated. But let me tell you something: just because the enemy has 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 destroyed the lives of other people and defeated them, doesn't mean it has to be you. You 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 are chosen. You you are chosen generation. I know folks are falling all around and all over, not going to church and not doing this, but you are in the right place at the right time. Come on, lift that hand and say, I'm in the right place at the right time. The enemy will remind you of your weaknesses. He'll remind you of your mistakes, but God is a delivering God. God is a forgiving God. He says, I cast them into the sea of forgetfulness and I won't go fishing. I'll leave them there. Hallelujah. The enemy will brag about his strengths against your weaknesses. But I want, you to, I want to tell you God is more than able. He'll be your strength in your weakness. In your weakest hour, he'll be your strength if you turn to him. Hallelujah. 
Thank you, Holy Ghost. Just because others have been defeated does not mean that we can't win the victory. Amen. You are unique. You can win the victory. God's done something for you that maybe he didn't do for them, and you can win the victory. Hallelujah. God in us, the devil is no match for us. Paul says we have superior weapons. He says the weapons of our warfare are not counter, but mighty through God. To the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that lifts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing every thought into captivity, to obedience to God. Lift those hands and give God some praise in this house. The word of the Lord says, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. How many of you want to put him on the run? If you want to put him on the run, you got to quote the word to him. You got to take the word to him. When he comes against you in the midnight hour, you got to pull out a word to him. It's the sword of the spirit. Hallelujah, somebody. And then my final point is don't talk to the devil Talk to God. Don't talk to the enemy. Talk to God. Let's go to the word of God again. Second Kings 18, 36 says, But the people held their peace and answered him not a word. For the king's commandment was, do not answer him. Hezekiah told him, say, don't, don't, don't say nothing. Hold your peace. Amen. I know the enemy is bragging about what he's going to do to you, but don't say a thing. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, hold your peace, and the Lord will fight your battle. I, 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 there are times when you need to just shut up. You, you can't out argue. You can't out argue the enemy. Just hold your peace. Hallelujah. Don't talk to him, but talk to God. Look at your neighbor and say, time to talk to God. It's praying time. It's praying time. If you talk to the enemy, you might say the wrong thing. But if you call on God in the midst of your trial, in the midst of your trouble, when the enemy is telling you you can't make it, when the devil is telling you you can't come out, just talk to God. For God is a God that will answer prayer. He may not answer it right away, but they that wait on the Lord, he shall renew their strength. He's a way-making God. He's a door-opening God. He's a healing God. Lord, have mercy. Raise those hands and say yes. When Hezekiah heard what the enemy had said, he went to the temple and spread it out before the Lord. And he told the Lord, you hear what he's saying. He's saying how he's going to destroy us. He's saying how he's going to defeat us. But God said, don't worry about it. Don't you worry about it. Because I got it all in my hand. Hallelujah. I want to tell you, church, we've been going through for a while. But God has got it all in his hand. Hallelujah. COVID-19 is not going to last always. But the word of the Lord, I said the word of the Lord is a sure foundation. He said heaven and earth shall pass away. But my word 
I say, my word will not fail. Raise your hands and say yes. I got it close. But that night, I said that night, while Hezekiah was asleep, God was at work. He sent one angel. He didn't send but one. Killed 185,000 of the truth. And when they woke up the next morning, dead bodies were everywhere. I want to tell you that God is working while you sleep. He's watching over you while you sleep. He's got an angel watching over you. And early in your morning, you're going to see that weeping might endure for a night. But joy, I say joy, will come in the morning. He'll give you victory in your weakness. Yes, he will. He'll open doors for you when they look like they're closed and will never open. Hallelujah. Stand on your feet. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you got the victory. Just believe the word. I don't believe God would send this word tonight, today, if somebody didn't need the victory. Going through some trials, some challenges, and the enemy's been gloating and been saying what he'll do. But God said, I got everything in my hand. Father God, we want to thank you. We want to thank you for the victory, Lord. We've been going through, Lord. It's been tough, Lord. We see trouble everywhere, Lord. But you promise you not leave us nor forsake us. And Lord, I pray for this people, those that are viewing and those that are here, Lord. That's what they did, that needed a word of encouragement. Hallelujah. To keep on keeping on. Keep on praying. Keep on standing on the word. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.